Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You want to support Rollerbark Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real as Roller Martin Unfiltered by going to RollerMartinUnfiltered.com. You can make this possible. Folks, I keep telling y'all, this is the only way we're going to hold these police accountable for the crazy actions they take. But y'all got to do me a favor. I keep telling y'all, shoot the video this way so we can feel the whole screen. I'm just saying. All right, folks, we talked about, of course, uh, what took place here in Washington, D.C. with the Metro police officers when basic conversation was going just fine. Then one cop was roll up, losing his damn mind, pushes a black man, ends up tasing him. They've now dropped the charges against that black man. But I want to go ahead and show you the video again. And again, for some of you who are triggered by these videos, you can turn away and then come back for the conversation. But this took place just a few days ago here in the nation's capital, which some people affectionately call Chocolate City. 
Joining us right now is Shamir Jones, the woman who actually shot that video. And also joining us is Nene Tay. She's the lead organizer for Black Lives Matter DC. Glad to have both of you on Rolling My Unfiltered. Thank you. Thank you. All right, have you got your nails done? No. Okay, when I first saw the video, I said, did she actually just say, uh, I get my nails done? I needed to be prepared, and I wasn't prepared, but I knew I needed to protect those babies. So, <laughs> so walk us through before. So, what happened? So, you were, you were riding the subway, and then, so walk us through what happened. Honestly, I wasn't supposed to be there. I was on the green line at PG, took the wrong platform, and ended up going to College Park, and I said, well, I'm already out. Let's do some self-care, maybe go to the park, maybe flirt with somebody, get a cookie or something in D.C. <laughs> so I get on the train, and I go back, and I say, because I live in Tacoma, so I pass my station, and I go all the way to U Street, and the minute the doors open and they say doors opening, I literally walk out onto the platform, and I bump right into the transit police officer, and it's two officers. One of them has his knee in the back between the shoulder blades of the 13-year-old little boy that you see in the video with the black shirt that's handcuffed, so his hands are behind his back. The other officer is pressing his face down into the and baby boy is just huffing and puffing. You can tell that he's like trying not to physically break it. He's just trying to breathe because it's too much weight that's on his body. And so I look up really quick. I see the other two little boys that are in the corner screaming. I see Tapiwa, the gentleman that got um, tased. I see him kind of like, hey guys, I got it. I'm going to talk to the officers. We're going to let them know it wasn't you. And that's when I kind of just like drop down, like right on my chest, like hands down. And I said, baby boy, I need you to blink twice if you're struggling to breathe. And he just kept blinking and blinking at me. I asked him to blink twice if he was under 18 he just kept blinking and then I heard the officer start calling for backup and when the other boys heard backup was coming that's when they just started you could just feel their fear it was very very palpable you could feel the shift on the platform because we all recognized that something was getting ready to happen and so I just started assessing the perimeter like what's going on who's here who has their phone out where's an adult where's a guardian and so once I realized that Tapiwa kind of once they shifted the first little boy and they moved 
moved him onto the stool. Once I noticed that he kind of had that under control, he was talking to the officers, I immediately went over to the other two boys. And that's where you hear me in the video, just trying to get their information. I figured if we die, we're all going to die. And somebody's going to know your name. Somebody's going to know where to find you. Somebody's going to know what happened today. And so my first instinct was just Facebook Live. I don't have to use my hands. I don't like everybody's going to see it. It's public. I don't have to filter this. And literally, it was just my family, my friends, what's going on? Where are you? And I just kept recording. Uh, Henry, roll the video again. Pull the audio down, please. And so, because I want to walk us through. So when we're watching this video, um, and I, I know you're having to deal with this again. So, so right now, we see there's a young man sitting on the bench. That's the one I ran into initially that was on the ground. So initially you ran into him, he was on the ground, mm -hmm. and then they sat up on the bench. Yes. Okay. And so um, uh, the brother who was talking to them, um, how did he enter the picture? How, how did he? So say they're train A, I'm train B on the other side of the platform. There's maybe about a three minute difference between when they arrived and this initially started from when I actually exit um, onto the platform. So he was already there letting the police officers know as well as about four other eyewitnesses. These are not the boys that you all are looking for. We just got off the train with them. These so, are so, the so, so let's right there. So they were, so what, why did they stop them? They were looking for... So what an officer told me about an hour and a half into this whole situation was that they received a phone call saying that a group of African-American teens were on the trains and the platform using fireworks. They did not say sticks. Mm -hmm. They said fireworks. And they said that they were using the fireworks at the passengers. So I asked the officer, where did the call come from? And he pointed down to the exit by Cordozo. But we were all at 13th and V exit. And I said, sir, that's about a four block walk outside. So how did we get from one side of the platform to the other where mm -hmm. apparently the crime like committed? I said, how many how many teens were there? Because this is only three. So this is a triad. This is a threesome. This is a group like this. This isn't that group that you're talking about. Where are the smoke alarms? Where's the residue? Did you ask them to empty their pockets? Are there are there any lighters, any matches? Where's the person that got hurt? Where are the other passengers that were on the train that apparently saw this as well? Where are the cameras? Why is no, where, where are the guardians? Where are the parents? They're 13. So they, they just snatched three, three young black men. Mm -hmm. Three and, young black kids. And, and then when this, and so again, I want you, I want you to cue the video, please. I need, I need to walk. I'm, for folks who are watching, I'm trying, I'm trying to establish, we did this yesterday, walking people through. So freeze it right there, Henry, freeze it right there. So this conversation, mm -hmm. we really can't hear him talk to the officer. Mm -hmm. Is it a calm conversation? Yes. Because I'm looking at it and I'm it's seeing, really I'm not seeing that those two officers upset, mad. Uh, you can uh, uh, roll it, please. Roll a video. At one point, you will see the officer on the right. I think he'll tap the, tap the young he brother touches, he touches the boy on, uh, his on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. You can tell. I guess he's asking, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Something like that. He pats him. Stop. And so you're standing there watching it. Yes. And again, the conversation calm, is calm. Calm. We're finally, we're finally getting some type of understanding. And you, and you think as you are uh, watching this, Henry, uh, now bring audio up. Bring audio up. Now press play. Awesome shit, cause then I'm gonna have to go off, and I ain't got my nails done. All right. So we gonna calm down real quick. Stop. Stop. So we see the officer on the right. I see him hold his hand up, mm -hmm. like you know. Okay. Then all of a sudden, this guy from the right 
just comes in. Oh, Captain Planet. Yeah. He's a captain? No, that's what I call him in my head because I couldn't no, find that. Gotcha. Okay, I'll make sure. No, no, so, no. So, so, so was he on the scene in it, like uh, no. near there? So no. you're recording, so you didn't even see him coming no. to your right. No, I think you can hear me in a different audio that I have. I think I call him Sonish the Hedgehog. You did. It was, it, <laughs> yeah, you said, yeah. it was so fast. Like, I, when Tapiwa was speaking with the officers and the little boy that's sitting so first there. First of all, the gentleman who they stopped, had you known him before this? No. Okay. I know no one on the platform. Got it. Okay, go ahead. None of them, Tapiwa doesn't even know the children. None of us knew any of got each it, other. Got it, got it. So when I recognize that he's sitting and he's talking with the little boy and the police officers seem calm and there's also another black brother that's recording it, I said, okay, maybe this is a little bit safer. Let me go make sure that the other two babies are good. And that's when I started engaging, trying to get information, talking to the other eyewitnesses, what's going on, because I'm thinking, what do I need to tell his mother when she finds out mm -hmm. that something's happening to her child? So I'm trying to get all this information and just kind of calm them down because I see more officers coming down from my left-hand side because remember they called for backup so I see another five officers descending the escalator the trains are still operating people are still moving on and off the platform and they're still coming down and that's why I tell the boys all right guys you have every right to be upset you have every right to be pissed you have every right to want to curse you have every right to feel what you're feeling mm -hmm. but however knowing what I know right. about our police system and our justice system as a whole just America in general the minute they hear your voice, they've already seen your color. The minute they hear your voice, you're a threat. And once, once, and you, that's it. Once you have a little base, all of a sudden, it's a whole different deal. And I've got a smoker's voice, so I had to be aware of that too. I'm tattooed. I've got locks. I've got a head wrap on. I'm the only female that's on this platform right now. If you see me as a threat, then who's going to protect these babies? Henry, uh, so now I, I want to, so I want to play it. And again, I know it's difficult for you to watch, uh, but play it again. Uh, audio, um, keep audio up. I'm also going to narrate over it. So this officer, he immediately comes in. He's laying hands. And what gets me is... And you see the push. There's no right. balled up. There's nothing. There's no right. aggressive body language. You see? Now, stop, 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 Henry. Stop, stop. So you see the, co see the cop right there in the middle. Yes. So what he did was, folks, he motioned to the other officer who's in the white to come right here mm -hmm. okay now not at any point did those two frankly go to the officers and say yo man calm down oh. i need you to chill we got it under control this guy on the right yep. comes in and immediately escalates this whole situation yep. go ahead and play it henry you circle by to get a different angle now you're seeing now you're seeing him uh tasing and brother does not appear to be move on the taser then all of a sudden now they take him they take him to the ground. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's tasing him again. He tells you to back up. Because I was on him. I don't even remember how quickly I got over there, but I just said, somebody grab these babies, and I mm -hmm. ran over to him. And this is the part where he almost rolls over off the platform. Mind you, the trains are running every three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. Going so, Nene, I want to bring you in yeah. because, again, this is just this to me. This is just very basic. Mm -hmm. You have two officers who are having a conversation with this brother, mm -hmm. and it's calm. Cop comes in, young cop, young white cop comes in, immediately escalates the situation, and it goes from a simple, calm conversation mm -hmm. to now. 
tasers out, takedown, and we remember what took place in Oklahoma when they had a dr they had uh, some kind of drug sting, whatever, and the brother took off, and when three or four officers held him to the ground, some reserve cop who was like 70 years old mm -hmm. pulls his gun out and, oh, I thought I pulled my taser out, and he shot and killed the brother. Mm -hmm. That literally could have happened right here. Exactly. Easy. Easy. Um, right now in D.C., um, the black community is being attacked. We're at war. we literally at war with, with, Metro, with transit police and MPD. They're, they're being trained now to use military tactics on the black community. In the poor communities, they're literally being trained now to, lose, to use military tactics on us. And anytime there's something where they feel that, they, that they're at fault, it's going to escalate. It's going to escalate because they have to have a reason for their actions. Mm -hmm. Just like with the statement, um, when Shamir reached out to me, and I was like, she told me it was okay to share the video on our platform. Mm -hmm. And I, I spoke with Shamir, and she was telling me the story. I was like, no, this, is not, this can't happen. And that's when I got in touch with the different councilmen, Black Lives Matter, because we have a rapport with the councilmen, even though we feel like they're not doing enough when it comes to transit police nor MP, MPD. Transit police has no oversight in D.C. That's the problem. So... For us, Black Lives Matter, we were part of decriminalizing just for the black kids not to get locked up for not being able to pay the fare on the bus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's going on with transit police is not new to us. So now there's another way to criminalize our black children. Now they can't stop them for not having 50 cents or a dollar to get on the bus. So now they just, they, the littlest thing they do now is to criminalize black kids, especially when there's a gang of them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, just like she just said, I don't know what, I guess... Walking while being black. I don't even know if it was right. A, Just breathing. Breathe, walking, kids walking while being black because I don't even know if it was a call. So that's what we want to know. Let us hear the tape. Yep. Let us hear the call with someone complaining about some kids in the metro letting metro, letting letting off fireworks. Well, well, we've actually run a number of these videos on this show, and there have been other examples where black person involved was not. Uh, even involved in it, mm -hmm. they're being detained. Yeah, mm -hmm. cop says, "Well, no, we're just we, we, we know we're just checking. Uh, we're just." We, it's like, wait a minute, hold on. Why are you detaining me? Exactly. Uh, the case out of uh, Texas, mm -hmm. uh, where the brother was in his front yard, and then the cop said, "Oh, you um, you had a uh, 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 as a warrant out in Louisiana." He's like, "Wait a minute, hold up. I ain't even I ain't even never been to Louisiana." <laughs> and real. his wife is sitting there, and again, it's as if he's being detained. While you were trying to check something out, and it's like, wait a minute, hold up. How did you, so what it goes to, how did you even get to the point of stopping those young men? Like, like what specifically was it? So what you're saying is, let's hear something so I can hear clothing that match mm -hmm. or something. Something, something. Otherwise, you just had to snatch three black boys and say, okay, we're just going to hold y'all to see uh, if all of a sudden uh, it all matches up. And what we also know is, while we while we doing this, we're running your names. But at the same time, it was a call for backup. For what? Everything was de-escalated and we're talking. They're talking to the kids. Everything's calm. Why call for... She told me 10 or 20 more cops came to the scene. Wow. And there were at least four. Three, three there were black at least kids. Four, there were at least four, maybe five 
squad cars up on the top platform of U Street by the time we got out. And I just kept telling the officers, like, their mama's not here. So until their mama shows up, I'm their mama. And you don't talk to them. They don't leave two feet away from me. Mm -hmm. I told those boys, I told, I grabbed two. I don't even remember who these black girls are, but I just thanked them so much. They were recording, and I said, I need y'all to watch these babies for me. Yeah. I said, nobody talks to them except for me. I said, when I come back over here, that's when you let them go. Sit on them, feed them, do what you got to do. Sumo wrestle these boys down. But none of these cops put their hands on mm -hmm. them, and they said, okay. Okay, and then that's when I went back over and we're just trying to figure out what's going on. The whole issue is we were asking questions mm -hmm. and that's what was making me so frustrated about it. Not just all the people that were just looking around, like everybody's so excited on Twitter about, about Ava's documentary about when they see us and the exonerated five. And we almost just had a Central Park three. That's what we just had here. Mm -hmm. And everyone's, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, something's happening. Let me get on the train. Let me go. And a part of me doesn't even want to fault them for yeah. it because I hesitated mm -hmm. when I got off that train because I've got bills. I'm a poor black single woman, too. I've got two college degrees that I've got to pay off. All these things are playing through my head. What am I going to tell my job when I'm locked up and I don't have no bail money? Mm -hmm. And then you get fired. Yeah, but, because they, the, the fact of the matter is. And that's the at, reality. That one point when you step forward and the cop says, I need you to back up. Mm -hmm. We've seen other instances. That, I mean, again, we ran a video mm -hmm. where a brother was driving. The brother was in the car, was recording. And then all of a sudden they snatched this brother out of the yep. car mm -hmm. and come around and arrest the brother who's recording, who, they, who absolutely Act, did nothing. Yes. And, and we know how they treat black women. We know and, how they treat black bodies in general. What about the sister that was getting that was getting tackled by the officers and her body parts and everything all exposed? I was very aware of the fact that I was a black woman mm -hmm. on that platform by myself. I have to be aware. It's 2019. I've got to live that every day. But I also have to be aware of you... Like, I'm a foster kid back from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I know the sounds of having your kids or your siblings snatched away from you. I know what that pain sounds like. I know what that feels like in your spirit. And there was no way, even after my hesitation, there was no way after hearing those two boys, like, in the back, just let my brother go, let him go, let mm -hmm. him go. Mm -hmm. There was no way that I was going to let that happen because that took me back to where I was when I'm just begging and pleading for just a conversation, just an answer, just tell me what's happening so that way I can act accordingly. And it was what, what I had wanted somebody to do for my baby. I don't even have kids, but my womb was just clenching, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. in fear just then because I knew we were dying. There wasn't a doubt. There wasn't a question. There was wasn't a, I hope this doesn't turn out some way. It was, let me get on video, let me say my name, let me get these boys' names, right. because we're getting ready to die, and, and all of these people are going to witness it. And the reality is, this is why we encourage people to, to video, and to put, we have to protect ourselves. We right. keep us yep. safe. And people always say, only thing that Black Lives Matter do is hold up a camera or tell people to video, video, all these videos. That's what's keeping them safe. I can assure you, if Shamir wouldn't have done what she done, those little court, it was a 90% chance those little kids would have been the kids that they arrested, mm -hmm. held them, and made up stories because the police are trained to lie. Clearly by the statement that the chief of police made, everything that in that statement was a lie, Completely. was a total lie. And so therefore, her video on and taking that time out, and this is why we ask people in D.C., we, we beg you guys. Even if you have to stand back, please video the police right now because the police are not keeping black people safe in marginalized communities. Their job is to protect property and get us out of here and build wealth in D.C. The three young, the three young boys, what happened? 
their home. I stayed the entire time. I watched video. Leaving. And they were not I wasn't the ones involved. They watched involved. video. And they were not involved at all. Mm -hmm. But if the police had So now you have three young boys. Traumatized. Who had to go through a traumatic experience. Yes. Something they never did. Yep. And that's what they were saying. That's what eyewitnesses were saying. That's what everyone was saying. We're just trying to talk to you. Like, isn't that isn't that what all these presidential Democratic candidates are talking about? To have these town halls. Let's get to talking to the community. Let's see what they need from us. Let's do police reform. And then literally the public is trying to do that. Yep. Actively. I was trying to do that with you. I'm not even a D.C. resident. I'm trying to talk to you. And you decided that you wanted to escalate the situation. And the brother who got tased. Charges dropped? Uh, yes, charges after dropped two days of being actually, locked up. They're actually in touch with in, us after now. two days. He was, he was in, in for two days? Two days. Two days. Two, they kept him from Saturday. He didn't get released till Monday at 1 o'clock with, with everybody calling and the council. And I'm sure on they saw it, and they didn't want that smoke. But see, this is also, to your point, when you hesitated, mm -hmm. th that when these things happen, it's why folks also are afraid to step in and intervene. Completely. Because, because I don't, I don't want to spend two days in jail. I don't yeah. want to somehow get roped in. So you know what? I don't want to die. Exactly. And Jamal, that's y'all. I don't want to die. Right. Yeah. And the I reality is that it's, you know, you have to make that call, right? Mm -hmm. I do this work because Harriet Tubman did it for me. Mm -hmm. I do this work because Rosa Parks did the work, right? Someone got to do the work to get us free to get us liberated. And so therefore, if that's not what you can do, like I just said, you don't even have to stand close. A video speaks louder than, right. than a statement. You know what I mean? Final comment, Shamir. You clearly um, are still bothered by this. I can see you oh, yeah. I can see you trembling right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're actually trying to get her some therapy, but we're trying to raise funds now. And I shared her, her cash app on Twitter because mm -hmm. she needs, she had to process this and she had to process it with someone, with, with, with a professional because I was just telling her, as far as, far as Black Lives Matter, we do this work, but we do healing. We right. have therapists. And so right now we're in the process where we do have one of our healers that's going to speak with her because she's traumatized by this. She's traumatized. So we're really trying to get her a uh, therapist to, to process this work for her. Go go ahead. Final comment. Yeah. This whole idea of... This whole idea of Black Lives Matter was created for moments just like this because Black lives have always mattered, wow. to us at least. Mm -hmm. But if black lives truly matter, my main concern right now is what's going to happen after this video dies out. After the shock is over, are we going to continue to be disengaged? Are we going to continue to be desensitized to what it is that we see? Are we going to continue scrolling through an article just to see whether or not the black person died? What are we going to do afterwards? And I think it's extremely incumbent upon especially all of these political hotheads that are here I care about the babies in Syria. I care about the babies in detention centers. Mm -hmm. But I also care about my black babies walking down the street that aren't allowed to just breathe or listen to go-go music mm -hmm. or go to school. Tamir Rice was 12. These boys were 13. Yes. These boys were 13. They were the next Tamir. How old was Corey and Youssef and the rest of them from New York? They were the same exact age. Mm -hmm. I have a 13-year-old little brother. And that was my brother at that moment. That was my brother, my father, my seed. That was my future. That was my past. That was everything. And there was no way in hell that they were dying by themselves. And so right now, 
all of this. I've been tweeting politicians. I haven't slept since Saturday night, and I've been tweeting everybody. I don't care about what you're about to do for college-free, college, clearing the college debt, Bernie Sanders. I don't care. You don't care about reparations. You didn't care about the black women at the panel that were trying to speak to you. You all don't care about black trans lives. You all don't care about black boys. You don't care about the over-sexualizing of black women. So when are you really going to start caring? Because you keep trying to shut us up with all lives matter. So show me. Show me that all lives matter. You can't multitask. Kamala Harris can't multitask. Elizabeth Warren can't multitask. Cory Booker can't multitask. None of them can. But it's going to be cool when it's a hashtag. Yeah. It's going to be cool when all of a sudden this airs on TV and now it's, oh my goodness, it's the hot story. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. have a town hall. Mm -hmm. Go talk to Miss Melissa Laws, the mother of the little boy that's traumatized. Go talk to the little boys that are traumatized. Talk to Tapiwa. Talk to the people on the platform that are traumatized by that. Those are the ones you need to be speaking to. Fuck your police. Fuck the other people in power that you're talking to. Get down in the goddamn gutter and talk to the people that are down there that are black, that are poor, that are hungry that don't have the educational system, don't have the creative outlets, don't have the mental health support. Taraji P. Henson was just talking to Congress, mm -hmm. was she not? Senate, whoever the fuck it was, come talk down here. Is this your city? Wale, yeah. this is your city. Kevin Durant, this is your city. Come down to your damn city because they are killing your boys. They're killing your boys. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Well, we appreciate, first of all, for you stepping up and doing this, mm -hmm. uh, one. Uh, we'll, we'll get the information uh, from you regarding your cash app. What we also would do uh, is I will be calling uh, Kevin Washington. Kevin was, was he with the Association of Black Psychologists. He's mm -hmm. often been on our show. Uh, and I'll reach out to him, uh, as well as Dr. Jeffrey Gardier, uh, also uh, known as uh, American Psychologist. These are two folks who frequently come on our show. Uh, and so what we'll do is uh, we'll definitely call them and have them uh, definitely connect with you and talk with you. Uh, that way, they're not based here, but at least uh, these are two uh, of our uh, strongest black uh, psychologists. They so, better be black. Huh? I said, yeah, they better be black. Oh, I got this. <laughs> Hold on. I got this. You know, I saw Hold on. Wait, but I, I, got, I got a list. I got a, <laughs> first, I got a list of yeah. black psychologists. Don't worry about that. So so I can, no, you ain't got to ask that question with me. I got that. I figured that out. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, so I, I will personally hit both of them up. Uh, and then have them have them reach out to you, uh, and we appreciate uh, certainly keep us up to date of what's going on. We need people to tweet uh, to get that get get that cop off the street. Yeah, he's, he's still he's, patrolling. He's patrolling our streets, our subways right now. Okay. So tweet um, Metro Transit Metro and get that cop off the street. All right, uh, Nene, Ms. Jones, we appreciate it. Thank you Thanks for having us. All right, folks, back to that Roadblock Unfiltered video in just one moment. All right, folks, uh, they're back. MarijuanaStock.org has another great investment opportunity. If you were lucky enough to invest in their last crowdfunding campaign, you know they raised a lot of money in just a few months investing in legal marijuana farms. Those initial investors now own shares of a publicly traded company. Folks, many of you missed it, but now is a chance for you to take, take participate in this new investment opportunity that is as good, if not even better, than the last one. I'm talking about industrial hemp CBD. For those who don't know, the hemp plant is the cousin to marijuana with a much higher concentration of CBD, which means hemp CBD gives you all the medical benefits of marijuana without getting you high. Until recently, hemp farming was practically illegal in the United States and heavily regulated by the DEA. However, the 2018 Farm Bill recently passed in Congress, making it legal to grow hemp CBD in the U.S. and creating one of the largest commodities worldwide. They need land to grow all of the plants, and this makes for an incredible investment opportunity. 
That's where our good friends at 420 Real Estate come in. Their business model is very simple. They buy land that supports hip CBD grow operations and lease it to licensed high-paying tenants. That's right. They are hemp CBD landlords, and you can get in on the action. You can invest in this crowdfunding campaign for as little as 200 bucks, up to $10,000. Like I said, you don't want to miss out. Folks, you can go to MarijuanaStock.org. That's MarijuanaStock.org. Get in the game and get in the game now. Now back to your Roland Martin Unfiltered video. Are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 